right, well, here we go. We are headed into our second episode of the Celebrity Death Pool podcast. Um, my You've name is Bethany. Number two. Number two. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> my name is Bethany. I'm your host. And with me is my good friend, Brad. Say hello, Brad. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm excited so, to be here for the second podcast. I know. I can't believe it. I, I got to say, like, the last couple of weeks has been really wild. It's so much fun. It's so exciting to hear a lot of the feedback that we've received and the well wishes and I love it it's just such a it's such a thrill I didn't I mean it's such a kind of weird topic when you tell people what we're doing this podcast on but it's so nice to hear some of the good feedback so thank you everybody keep them coming we're really excited about it um you know, a reminder if you've got questions or comments that you would like us to mention on the show please feel free to reach out to us. You can reach us at celebrity death pool podcast at Gmail. Uh, we'll be happy to answer questions, uh, on the air. We're an open book, I would say. Um, so yeah. So in honor of our first podcast, I, uh, went to my beer fridge tonight and I pulled out, uh, something called a Brimley stout that I purchased Oh my gosh. I don't know. Two months ago, I guess. So who knows if it's, you know, super skunky. It doesn't taste skunky. It's pretty nice. Um, but I purchased this a couple of months ago when I went to Michigan to visit family. Um, but it's by Beards Brewery. And the literally the only reason that I purchased it is because it's got a really cool picture of Wilford Brimley with some cool shades on the front of it. And it was called an oatmeal stout. <laughs> so I, well, I wonder how old, how old was he in that picture though? I don't know. We probably need to look up to find out how old he was when he did the Quaker Oats ads. Right. Because I mean, clearly he was 200 years old. Right. I mean, obviously he's all, again, like we said in our last podcast, the man's always been old, always been old. Um, I mean, I brought up the example that, you know, he was 51 when they filmed cocoon. And if you think about stars, like I'd mentioned, Anthony Kiedis, he's over 51 yeah. and he doesn't look like Wilford Brimley. No, he does not. He does not. So I figured as a little nod to our first uh, episode, I would have some Brimley stout as we do our recording for the second episode tonight. Um, so we're going to get to it. First and foremost, we're going to hit some of the obituaries, uh, celebrities that are no longer with us that have passed away since the last time we got together. And I would say probably first and foremost, the biggest one that we need to talk about is general Colin Powell, um, yeah. passed away. Um, he was 84 when he died. Um, his family stated that he died from COVID complications, but he, they were also saying that he had, was battling cancer, cancer at the same time. Um, yeah, he had what, multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer, Okay, which, you know, that's hard enough to deal with. And then you've got COVID on top of it. I mean, it's the whole thing is sad, but right. I think that, you know, he was definitely a figure in American history. I mean, I remember in 91 during the first Gulf War, I right. mean, that's when we all really saw him and got to know him. And he's kind of stayed in the forefront ever since then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was yeah. one that when I heard it, 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 it kind of was like, a for me, a president passing away, a former president. Sure. You know, it's sure. just one of those you know, authority figures that you just remember from those 
you know, big moments in your life, like the war and your, you know, Gulf War for you and me, at least that's the first war we experienced. And I remember asking my dad, so what does this mean when we go to war? Do right. So go to school every day and go to work or do, do we I have, hide in the basement? Do we have rations? Is there like a blitz? Right. Like what, what do we do? Yeah, you're right. That was for us. That was the first time that we'd ever experienced war. We're too young to have yeah. experienced the Vietnam war. Um, so this was, it was a big deal and you're right. That was, I mean, admittedly, I was, I, I remember him from TV. <laughs> I remember seeing him. I remember him, you know, I remember it was a big deal. I remember he was very important, but in 91, I could kind of also give a little two shits. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is not really forefront in my mind. Um, but I clearly, well, we know that he's a very important figure. Without giving away our ages. You right. were in high school, yes. but I was in college. So here I am on a college campus and we're going to war. I mean, what do you think I experience every day? You know, we're expressing their views on the war and what we're doing and why we're doing it. Right. You know, the other thing that he's also known for is when he went to the UN to make the case for the war in Iraq. And that mm -hmm. he later said he was given bad intelligence and Wasn't he lied. part of the whole like there are weapons of mass destruction and then it, he was aren't. and that's why that's why he went to the UN and he claims that looking back he got bad information and he shouldn't have done it and you know I look at him and respect him for being able to say something like that mm -hmm. to admit we had bad information and we screwed I up I would mm -hmm. we made a mistake now it's kind of a big one and we don't have to get into the political side of it but. You know, I think for me, I would see him and and really pay attention to what he would say. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like he was, you know, lying to me or spinning things for me. I kind of thought when he was saying it, I kind of said, okay, that's probably how it really is. So it is unfortunate. It didn't feel that... like there was an agenda. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I've... that's a big one. That's one that was, I was, you know, sad when I heard what happened, especially that it was COVID and he was suffering from cancer. That's just. Yeah. I think and you know what, in all honesty, and I know I went back and I was looking, I believe. So at the beginning of the pandemic, you had actually reached out and, and said that this game really kind of had a little sour taste in your mouth, um, with at the beginning of the pandemic with so many people passing away and it kind of moving so rapidly. And you had actually, you know, suggested, maybe putting a pause on the game or even putting a pause or, or halting points. If someone did pass away from COVID, um, right. which ultimately didn't go into effect. We did put it to a vote for, with the team or put it out there and get their feedback. And yeah. I think ultimately we just like kind of all decided that unfortunately as, as scary and as tragic as COVID is or was, um, we decided that, you know, at the end of the day, unfortunately, if, if you pass away, you pass away and it, it's kind of irrelevant on how it happens. Um, but I went back and I looked and in all honesty, with all of the celebrities that have, we have had pass away since the beginning of the pandemic to now, he is the first one, I believe that they have cited as a COVID related death. Hmm. With the I, exception sure. of 
there was the guy on Broadway. His wife is now on Dancing with the Stars. Right. The wife of me, right. I cannot remember his name. It right. just fell right out of my head. Um, but like he had just had a baby. Um, oh, that was the one. He was in the hospital for a long time. For months. And probably, yes. And she, she had, I think, done a, a video blog. I'm actually looking something up as we speak. Celebrities we lost to COVID-19. It's a, from People Magazine. Okay, so tell me um, who they are because I don't... Well, here's a good one. This is interesting. John Davis. Now, you probably don't know him by name. Who the hell is John Davis? Davis was one of the real vocalists behind the R&B duo, Billy Vanilli. Oh, really? He died, died from COVID. At, died at age 66 on May 24th. Let's see who else. Um, so he was not the Millie Vanilli that we saw. He was not the he one was that, the Millie Vanilli that we heard. heard. Okay. I mean, here's this guy. He was blaming it on the rain. That's what he was doing. He, okay. Rep representative, sorry, Ron <laughs> Wright, Texas representative Ron Wright died okay. on February 7th, 2001 of COVID. Okay. He was 67 after previously being treated for lung cancer. Okay. You missed a huge one. Who? Cloris Leachman. Oh, I forgot about Cloris Leachman. Her, it said that she battled COVID-19 and the virus was a significant condition that contributed to her death on January 27th, 2021. She was 94. So, um, I mean, it could have been 50% 94 well, and 50% good, COVID. Well, here you go. It says Leachman died of a stroke but was battling COVID. So oh, okay. I've heard people getting strokes due to COVID. So I don't know if you can directly relate it to COVID, right. but maybe you can because that caused it. Um, All right, legendary... well, I stand corrected then. So well, hold on, I'm not Colin Powell doesn't going. win. Oh, here's one. Here's one that you didn't mention. Actress Dawn Wells of Gilligan Island, Gilligan's Island. She died, died from COVID? It says, Wells publicist said the actress died of causes related to the coronavirus. Okay. Wait a minute. Hold on. You really, Charlie Pride. <laughs> so what you're saying is that I made up a lie and put it out there because I'm just too lazy to research. Well, hold on. Okay. This one I don't believe was COVID, but I think they're tiny lister. We all remember him from the movie Friday. He was... You got knocked the fuck out! So it says, actor best known for his roles in The Dark Knight and Friday, died <sighs> December 10th. He was 62. While he had not tested positive for the coronavirus prior to his death, he died after exhibiting COVID symptoms for a week, is what his manager told people magazine so that's iffy that one okay that's so see iffy one. just for the record i mean some of these aside from the guy that we mentioned earlier the broadway guy some yeah. of these are are kind of like they were experiencing symptoms or they had well, other stuff a, wrong right but here's okay so let me go back real quick I mean, there's a lot of points we could have missed had we had that rule um oh where was it another popular figure in politics and pizza is Herman Cain. Remember Herman Cain was the 
yeah. presidential candidate. And he, yep. I think he also ran, I think it was uh, Little Caesars. And it says that uh, we knew when he was first hospitalized with COVID that it was going to be a rough fight. He died at 74. Hmm. All right. Well, I, I stand corrected. Your Broadway, Internet, your don't Broadway come at me. star is Nick yes. Cordero. Yep, that's it. Dun, da, da, da. There you go. That's the name. That was the name that I was searching for. And his wife is currently on Dancing with the Stars, the worst season of Dancing with the Stars in the history of all seasons. You know, another one they're saying died of COVID. Roy Horn from Siegfried and Roy. Uh-uh. Wasn't the, he, the didn't he have cancer? It's that the famous illusionist died at 75 due to complications from coronavirus in Las Vegas on May 15th. His publicist confirmed at ABC. Oh. I didn't know it was Corona. Okay, so off the Corona. All right, we're moving on. Well, hey, there you go. Like you said, there's a lot of points there that we would have missed. Clearly, I was not reading the bylines of why they died. I was just reading uh, ages and <laughs> well, I think I points. wanted to put that rule in because it was an uncertain time. It was. We didn't know. We were in a shutdown. We didn't know yes. what things were. And I will admit, as much as I have enjoyed this game for many, many years, I was thinking this isn't fun anymore. This is serious. Yeah. And you're, you're right. I was thinking, do we pause it for the year till the pandemic's over? Do we not give points for people? Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's interesting. We just continued and I enjoy it just as much, but I think an interesting point is that you just made, no one really got points from COVID. They didn't take any of these people. No. How were we to know who was going to get COVID? So That's exactly it. Not like anyone had an advantage. Just start nope. you know, pulling names out of a hat. Hope they don't get COVID. Right. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So enough COVID. We're moving on from the COVID. Um, the next uh, obituary that I want to touch on is uh, Peter Scolari, who yeah. in my mind will never be anything but his character from Bosom Buddies. I was going to um, say the same thing. <laughs> I was, in fact, I, when I heard that he passed away, I, I even looked at it and I was like, well, has he done anything? Like to me, he is, you know, the, the Alex Winters of a prior generation. Like Keanu Reeves has gone on to do amazing things. And Alex Winters is probably taking second shift at Chili's tonight, but, right. um, but he's writing the net, he's writing the next bill and Ted. Right. Um, <laughs> But Peter Scolari, I mean, in my mind, that's where I went was Bosom Buddies. But when I was reading like what he has done and what he worked on, I was floored because one, I remember him in his, in his, um, his, uh, role in girls, which I loved, I think you maybe less than, but I loved girls. <laughs> um, and, and I totally he, he, forgot you about know what? that. He was great in girls. He was. As her father. He was yeah. great. And you know what? I did the same thing. I first saw him in Bosom Buddies. And then you go to girls. But it's and I am I'm looking at it right now. If I read you the list of everything he has been in, it's he's unreal. Been in literally every, <laughs> I'm just here's happy days. Yeah. Here the the hotel, that TV series, New Heart. Family Ties. New Heart, yeah. Love Boat, multiple times. Yep. Re- reboot of the Twilight Zone. He was in the Animaniacs, Lois and Clark. And I mean, I'm it's insane. Some Batman the Animated Series, 
Gargoyles, which was another animated series, Drew Carey's show, The Nanny, Pinky in the Brain, Hey Arnold, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show. So here's the thing. Allie McBeal. A lot of what you're talking about, though, is animated stuff. And I think that's the issue, is that from an animated perspective, I don't see his face. And so, yeah, he may have done all of that, but it's not it's not resonating with me because I'm not looking at the man. You know, it's interesting. He always played the stand in. He never played the star as much. I mean, here is he was in the movie Sorority Boys. He was on the television show E.R. West Wing. Um, It's funny. Animated. What's new Scooby Doo? (laughs) I know he was on White Collar and uh, Blue Bloods. Yeah. It's American Dad. It's so crazy when you think about that because he will never not be, like I said, the character from from Bosom Buddies. And now, what, what? Okay, so they were. It was Buffy and Hildy, right? That was their. That was who they were. Yeah. Right. I'll tell you. He Are was you looking him up. He was. Henry, he was Buffy, right? Henry. He was Henry Desmond, aka Hildegard Hildy Desmond. Hildy. <laughs> yep. Now, here's the thing. That show, I can remember it watching. It was on, you know, one of the extra channels, you know, not not one of the major networks, at least not when I was watching it. I think it was in reruns at the time that I watched it. And it was only from 80 to 82 was which when it is premiered. Crazy because I mean it's a two-year run and we all remember it. We all remember that show. And I can tell you. I'm guessing right now there is no freaking way that this show gets pitched today and hits the airwaves. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Never. You know, my question about Peter is how did he feel about Tom Hanks? Did he have? They were best friends Anna, through the end. So he didn't. He didn't have any animosity. Like through the end. So in part of the stuff that I w- was reading was that he directed. Tom Hanks. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm trying to find this. And of course I can't. Um, he was on, uh, here we go. He was on Broadway with longtime friend Tom Hanks in Lucky Guy. Um, and this is according to, who am I on? I'm on NPR. So um, I, and it, you know, I know that I saw something else that said that he actually directed Tom Hanks in something I want to say it was Joe versus the volcano, but I could be really wow. wrong about that. Joe versus the volcano. If you haven't seen it, highly underrated film. I personally <laughs> think it's amazing. Um, but they were from, from everything that I could find and was reading were that they were good friends up until the end, which I think is great. I mean, yep. that's, that's, that's good to hear because, you know, so often he, you kind of feel that maybe he, they weren't. He has a credit through 2019 to 2021 for a show called evil. And so he, he's never stopped working. Every he was year. working up he to the working. end. Yeah. He was, he was only 66 actor. too. And 66. That's so young. Um, yeah. It's so it sad. Cancer. It was cancer. I could not find anywhere where it said what type of cancer he had. Um, so forgive me if somebody knows, um, but uh-huh. I, I couldn't find it anywhere. But I mean, that was really, I feel like that this guy, this this face, when it comes up, you know, in a couple of months when they do 
you know, the in memoriam sections on the Emmys or whatever it is. I feel like this is a face that's going to come up and you have that moment where it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where um, it's like, that's, it's going to oh, be that one. He's, he's going to be he's that, that guy. Or even that five guy. years from now, somebody's going to mention it. It's like, oh, that's right. He did. Oh yeah. That's a shame. He was, that was such a shame. Um, so yeah, but it's, I was, I was, like I said, I, he will forever be burned in my brain as Hildy um yep. from bosom buddies so kudos to him that he had such a long credit and was presumably like active and working right up till the very end um and nobody sad. had him on there nobody, nobody had him, had him. The so list. the two names that we've him. mentioned so far i don't believe anybody had colin powell and uh, yep. nobody had peter scolari now peter scolari i don't think anybody even knew that the man was sick um yeah. i think he pulled a chadwick boseman on all of us um, yep. and the same with Colin Powell, unless I didn't, I just didn't pay sick. any attention. No, I, I didn't know he was sick, which I didn't I, see anywhere. I'm wondering if this is that the lack of the news, uh, you know, or those huh. things, I'm wondering if that, if or maybe, if, maybe the HIPAA laws are working, <laughs> perhaps that could be it, but I'm wondering <laughs> if it's one of those things where it's like, um, it's not coming out because, because of COVID, you know, everybody is, has been home and they're not out and about and doing stuff. And so you don't see what's going on. There isn't that activity. So it's not unusual for people to be home for long periods of time and you don't see them. Um, or if it really is what I'm going to refer to, I mentioned it just a minute ago, the Chadwick Boseman theory, where it's a personal battle and they don't want to share it with anybody and they don't want to put it out there. And we just go on about life and share it with just a very small inner circle. Um, which honestly, I totally respect. I, I completely or get it. It's because the news has been so dominated with the pandemic and COVID. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about people that are battling with other illnesses i mean they're talking about covid and right that's kind of dominated the headlines at least for the almost last two years now but don't you think i mean there's been other stuff that has come out um about other people with illnesses or sickness so i just i'm just wondering if maybe these handful of folks have just hit it under the radar or they made a conscious decision to not share it um, sure. People have different feelings on what they want to share and what they don't want to share. I mean, some right. of these celebrities do put it out there when they're battling something. I know I've played the game when I haven't heard from a celebrity in a long time. Like I got points for Sean Connery last year right. because I'm thinking, huh, he hasn't been in a movie in a while. I haven't heard him in anything. And he's kind of getting up there. I think I'm going right. to put him down. Next right. thing I know, it works. Points. So. Right. And see, and I think that's where again, the pandemic has maybe done us a disservice because I too have thought the same thing. Like, oh, we haven't seen this person on a red carpet in a while. We haven't seen them act in anything in a while. Well, when there aren't red carpets and there aren't events and there aren't these things happening, nobody's freaking going to these things. So you wouldn't know if they were just sitting at home in sweatpants watching Netflix or if they were really ill, um, which it's is going to bring me to the next more one. Challenging. Yeah. Um, so that brings me to the next one, which is... Another name that I didn't know this man had a real name other than Gunther, but his, his real name is James Michael Taylor, or perhaps was James Michael Taylor, um, who everyone knows as Gunther from friends. Um, he just recently passed away. He was only 59 and had prostate cancer. Um, 
he announced that he was sick after the friends reunion dropped. So he did not participate in the friends reunion as they were filming because he was sick. He did, you know, dial in and did, and did a video appearance and, and participated in it in that manner. And he did not look well in that scene. Um, but I also tried to maybe kind of give benefit of the doubt in the fact that, you know, again, you mentioned it, uh, during the last show, you know, these celebrities are burned in our brains with that one capture frozen in time. And because he doesn't look like Gunther any longer, I was maybe giving the benefit of the doubt that it's like, oh, well, he doesn't really look like that in real life. And maybe he is you know, I don't know, a CrossFit fanatic or something like that. And he's just super thin, but it did come out after the, the special air that he did have prostate cancer and now has subsequently passed away, which uh, that was probably when, when would, did the friends thing come out six months ago, I guess. Uh, it so, was probably, yeah, around there. Yeah. I think we watched it over the summer. You know, the interesting thing about his character on friends, he didn't get a ton of airtime. But what he did get, I will have to say, everybody laughed. Stole the scene every every time. Every line he got, every scene he was in, and it was seconds of every episode. If he was even in that episode, he had you laughing. Yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, that was a master of scene stealing. Um, And it's one of those, Friends is one of those shows that, you know, I stumbled across it well I mean not even stumbled across it it's it was on reruns it probably still is on reruns it's one of those things that I feel like it's always on like no matter what time of day or night you can find an episode of friends it is on Nickelodeon (laughs) right now I guarantee (laughs) um and it's one of those things that it's like it holds up you know I mean I've I'll, I'll turn on an episode of friends now and it's still funny it's still good um there are a couple of jokes that maybe have not aged very well, but <laughs> right. I understand. Um, it was a different time, different place. Um, but like you said, he stole the scene every time he was on there. He was fantastic. Um, yep. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really sad one. Um, and then for me, the last one I had on my list of our obituaries is a, a gentleman, um, Trevor Jones, who was on a couple of reality television shows. Now I did not watch Millionaire Matchmaker. So I was not familiar with his work on that show. I do intermittently watch The Prophet. I feel like The Prophet is another one of those shows similar to Shark Tank. Like it's always on, like you can always find an episode of it. It's always on. And The Prophet is one of those shows that um, I feel like I can stumble into it. I always enjoy it when I watch it, but it's never like, oh, I can't wait for tonight's episode of The Prophet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he passed away uh, recently. He was only 34. I mean, that's so incredibly young. Um, He had a young daughter. He was married. um, And they were saying that he died from vascular Ehlers- Danlos syndrome, which I never even heard of before. What's that this. in English? 
Um, so what it is, is, or what I have found in my extensive Google's research of this is, is that it's a genetic disorder that weakens the connective tissues. Um, and basically it can lead to this kind of spontaneous rupture of your blood vessels. Oh gosh. Which sounds horrific. I mean, yeah. Does that not just sound like the, one of the worst possible things that could happen to you? And my question is, is that, is this one of these things? Like, did he get this, that slip of paper that says you're just going to drop dead from this one day, but you're yeah. not hundred percent sure when, I mean, how terrifying is that? That's awful. Um, but it's one of those things that I think like, again, this, this one came up on, you know, TMZ who probably is my go-to of celebrity news and info. And when the name came up, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really know who this is, but to me, that's just kind of like spoke volumes to the fact that reality TV has gotten so big that I think that if it's, if this is your niche, if you were a millionaire matchmaker person, um, you probably know exactly who this man is. Sure. Um, you know what I mean? Um, well, give you an example. I'll throw out a name and you tell me if you remember who this reality star is. Okay. Who passed away. Pedro Zamora. Oh, well, hell yeah. Everybody knows Pedro Zamora. Right. But I'm, I, the point being is that on these, some of these reality shows. He was in season three of the real world in San Francisco. Just if everybody doesn't know. If you've been living under the very, rocks for the last 20 years. <laughs> right. Well, they're very niche shows mm -hmm. that you know not everyone watches them all but when you do you get to know these people and right you know what's in, what's interesting about reality stars is i think they they get on these shows thinking this is their big break and as we have found so few of them have actually made it big obviously you've got the carrie underwoods uh that have made it really big um and hudson who right. uh made it big and you know got an academy award but the majority of them they don't hit no. it big being on that show. They are definitely 15 minutes. Oh, no, you're right. I mean, uh, without question, it's, you know, it's it, it's a 15 minute, you know, moment of fame. And for the vast majority of them, that's it. That's the end of it. And unless you were a fan of that reality show, you probably don't even know who they are. Like we've said before, it all goes back to you know, what your niche is, what it is that you're into. I mean, um, like d during the beginning of the pandemic, I started rewatching old episodes of survivor and ended up watching every single season of okay. survivor. Um, so, you know, once TMZ starts telling me that those people are starting to pass, which they have, they've put names out there that I'm like, Oh, I totally remember her. Um, so I think it really just kind of depends on what your flavor of reality TV show is. Um, and that could be another strategy in the game. You might be a fan of one of these reality shows and learn that somebody is having right. an issue. And you know what? They're fair game. TMZ reported it. It's fair game. No, I completely agree. I mean, I've never seen a single second of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. So anybody that watches that show has a huge advantage on me because I wouldn't I wouldn't know them if they'd walked in my living room right now. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's just interesting. So that, that one just struck me because again, I know that those were huge reality shows. Um, 
and he was so young, which then I wonder how old was this cat when he was on Millionaire Matchmaker if he was only 34 when he died? He's probably in his 20s. That's yeah. that's when you go on that show. And if he was truly a millionaire, good for him. If well, I looked it up. He invented in some sort of watch. He did a watch or something. I don't, I didn't invest a whole lot of time. I got to be honest. Um, but yeah, he, he like invented some sort of watch. So good for him. I mean, kudos. All right. Well, that's all I have in the obituaries. We've got a ton. I mean, there, there are plenty of them. I know that we'd mentioned, um, one of what I think is probably one of the oddest deaths of the week, which is that the stabbing in parliament or something. I mean, how freaking bonkers is that? Um, well, I just hope our society has not gotten to the point now where we're going to be killing our lawmakers because we don't agree. Just coming in with a knife. Well, no, the worst part about that is that they said that that was the second one. That's the second time that's well, happened. That's what I'm saying is I hope we haven't gotten to the point in society that we're now going to be killing our lawmakers. I mean, holy crow. But again, if you're playing the game, you may want to put a couple of the unpopular politicians you may not agree with because <laughs> you never know. You just never, well, I mean, it's, it's worth a shot, I guess. All right. So, okay. So we are going to move on from obituaries because we are running tight on time. Um, and we are going to move over to headlines. And I really want to talk about this awful tragedy that happened on the set of the Alec Baldwin movie. Um, and a, a live round was put in what was supposed to be a prop gun, um, presumably Alec Baldwin pulled this trigger and inadvertently killed his cinematographer and injured um, the director and injured the director. No, he didn't presumably um, he did. He picked he it did. up and he shot. My question and shot. is, and I, I don't own any guns, but when I've handled them at a range, even an unloaded gun, you don't point at anybody. So right. what I want to find out is why were you even pointing it at somebody, even if you knew there were blanks, because there have been stories. There was somebody who took a gun, a starter pistol, which is blanks, jokingly mm -hmm. held it to his temple, pulled the trigger and he died. It was from the concussion oh. of the blank right. being shot. I mean, these things are right. still dangerous. They may not be shooting a projectile, but there is still an element of danger with them. Well, and you know what? Here's the thing. So there were so many questions that came up. And, and I think some of these answers are starting to come out. Um, but to answer your question on why was Alec Baldwin pointing this gun at someone, my initial thought was, my initial, you know, thought process behind this was, is that he was pointing at the camera, the shot that they were trying to capture is him facing the camera with a gun dead on kind of a shot, um, which it turns out was not the case. That was not what was happening. And I saw some interview somewhere where they were even talking about that. Even if that was the case, then whoever would ordinarily be directly behind the camera would scooch to the sides so that even if he was pointing the gun directly at camera that there wouldn't be no one directly in that line of fire i mean honestly of that that shot my first um, impression was when i heard it was he was joking i mean I, 
I didn't hear this, but I thought, oh, maybe he was joking around, picked it up and pointed yeah. it in the direction of his director, pulled the trigger as a joke. Right. Not realizing, obviously, there was a live round in the gun. Right. Well, now what has come out, and I heard this, I believe it was this morning. It might have been yesterday morning. Um, now what they're saying is that he was actually practicing like a quick draw. He was practicing the move that was going to happen in the next scene that they were setting up for the shot that they were setting up for. And when he was doing that in that practice, he did pull the trigger. And obviously, as we know, it was a live round um, and tragic things happened. My next question then, and this comes from being a child of the nineties and losing Brandon Lee on the set of the crow to damn near the exact same thing. My first question is why are there live rounds on a movie set? What is the need for this? And perhaps this is me just being not a gun person, not in that scene and not maybe understanding how movies work, but I just don't understand why there would ever be the need for that on a movie set. I agree. Um, I think my, again, I'm wondering, even if going back to what Alec Baldwin was doing at the time, even if he was practicing the quick draw. Right. You know, aim, Why you pull the trigger? Of, you, you, right. You turn, you saw the footage. They were in middle of nowhere, New Mexico. You could right. usually face nowheresville. Desert. Right. But I think, you know, the only answer to your question that you made, that you just brought up, why would there be a live round on a movie set? And again, I know nothing about making movies or I'd be making movies. Maybe it was a prop. Maybe they do have bullets that are props that, who you know, I, I don't know. But I guess. I, I get it. And, and now, obviously, there's going to be major changes. But I, I did see an interview where whenever you have weapons on a moveset, you have the armorer or from the armory who handles right, the weapon. Right. And they talked to one and he said, this is what I do. And he took the revolver similar to what was used. And he goes, I hold it to the ground and I click through it six times. Everyone mm -hmm. sees it. He goes, you would never not do it that way. And now it's coming out that I think it was one of the assistant directors. I don't think it was the armory, but it was the assistant director that has acted uh, neglig negligently right. in the sense that he was working on other movies that people left because he, he wasn't taking precaution. And this person they interviewed said, if anyone touches my guns other than who is supposed to handle it, you, I'm breaking your hand. So this assistant director, there's something about him and I bet something's gonna come out about their safety protocols that maybe they weren't following. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, the, this director is something he shouldn't have done, but there's more to the story. I mean, it's, it is a tragic story and it's Yeah, I sad, think we are, but we're I, just scratching the surface on this one because there's so much more because Alec Baldwin is a producer on this film. So not only is he, you know, I hate to say it, but not only is he the gunman, in this situation, but he's also the producer on the film. So well, imagine living really the rest of your life. Oh my God. Can I couldn't even, and I mean, had a family newly yeah. married. 
Yeah. That I can't even imagine the rest of your life. You know, you had mentioned Brandon Lee, which I remember when that happened. And, you know, henceforth, that was one reason why I went to see the crow. I wanted to see the scene where the guy held the gun thinking, I think that's when it happened. But the other one that comes to mind is Vic Morrow from the filming of Twilight Zone. Zone. And the reason I bring that up is where I was mentioning this assistant director who was negligent in some of the things he did. It turned out that John Landis was doing things negligently on that set from having children work longer Mm -hmm. hours than they should. And he didn't think he would get caught for that. Either they were working longer hours or they were working later at night when they shouldn't have been. And two, Mm -hmm where the helicopter was, was too close to a pyrotechnic. So for those of you that aren't familiar with what happened during the filming of the Twilight Zone movie in, I think the early eighties, I think 81, 82, there was a tragic accident during filming where actor Vic Morrow was in a scene where he was in Vietnam holding two Vietnamese children and the helicopter was hovering above them and they had a pyrotechnic that went off. The pyrotechnic affected the tail rotor of the helicopter, which caused it to flip around. And ultimately the rotor blade sliced Vic Morrow and the children. And for those of you that are interested, there is video of it, of this on YouTube where they went frame by frame mm-hmm. and you see the second that it happened. And there was a big lawsuit. And it, unfortunately, these things boost popularity of movies which is not a reason why you should go see a movie and i think this movie no uh, this movie rubbed, but you just said you did i well it, <laughs> i did and that's i mean right. i would i was probably right. going to see the crow anyway but now yeah. you're really watching the crow but you know this movie rust will never come out and i think that justifiably no. so if there's a movie and someone's tragically killed due to negligence during the filming of the movie that should not be the reason why that movie gets publicity and causes people to go and make money Mm-hmm. No, and I, I, I agree with you. I think that this, this movie is done. Um, we're, we're done with it, which, you know, it, immediately I think of the crew members that are working on this set that probably haven't been working for a while because of COVID. And now here we are, and, you know, we're working on a set. We're excited. We're getting a paycheck and everything ends. I mean, how that's awful. It's it awful does. for them. So the whole situation is just crappy. Um, there really isn't anything else to say about it. It's just, it's a sad situation. And you would think that with these other situations that you've mentioned specifically with the, the gun situation, because, you know, again, I would, I would say that there's been plenty of times on movie sets where there's been accidents or injuries or deaths. Um, the Vic Morrow scene is horrific, but when you're looking at just a gunshot situation and we know exactly how this turned out because we saw it happen in the crow. And as, again, as a child of the nineties, that was everything that we talked about. Um, I just question now how 30 years later it happens again. Um, it's just awful. It's just an awful situation. And I would say that at this point, you know, this the movie's never going to see the light of day. Uh, there's going to be a whole mess of lawsuits. And I would imagine that that assistant director or whomever it is, is probably not going to work again. I think this will probably be the end of that. Um, I but will yeah, say I think that we're just in terms of the game turned on the news that day and the headline, they said accident on movie set 
involving Alec Baldwin. I thought, oh my God, something happened to Alec Baldwin and I would right. never have thought of having having on my list. Obviously that's not where the story went, but my initial reaction was I thought Alec Baldwin got killed. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that a lot of us when we saw that, because my husband even came in and said, you know, oh, there's there's an accident, Alec Bold on a movie set with Alec Baldwin. And I already knew the story. And so, um, you know, I told him, told him what was going on, but he thought the same thing. I think that's just, you know, where our, our head goes. Um, and you know, when you are dealing with the news, that's, that's the first thing that you go to, or you think about is, oh, how is this going to affect the game? Um, so speaking of the game, we'll close it out with, um, the scores for this week. So out of everybody that we talked about, um, Colin Powell, uh, the guy from Matchmaker, Gunther, Peter, um, Peter uh, nobody got points. None of these people were listed anywhere. <laughs> um, none of these people were listed anywhere. However, we did have a huge jump this week. Um, and this is just simply because uh, I'm a little bit lazy. And again, as we do this show, you're going to learn that, you know, I'm a full-time mom. I have a job. I do have stuff. I do this for fun. Um, and so I go back in and I add the points basically when I have some time to do it, I always shore it up at the end of the year, but I go back and I add the points when I have a moment to do it. So occasionally when I have a few minutes, I will go in and I will just start Googling some of these names on the list just to make sure that I haven't missed anybody. And we did miss somebody. We missed somebody, a, a, a big point getter. I would argue maybe not the biggest name on the list, but definitely a big point getter. So Kara and Tracy, who were doing pretty decently, actually, they, they were kind of, you know, steady eddies for a little bit there. They had 14 points. Um, they put on their list a rapper Lil Loaded who I guess went famous or viral in 2019 for some rap something that I've never heard of I think before I will call him barely famous okay well <laughs> clearly famous enough that they knew who he was uh, uh Kara Kara actually said that she talked to her 16 year old son and said who should I put on the list and this was the name that they gave him you know it's more uh, that they gave him. me about this point getter that they got i tried the exact strategy in last year's game i asked my at the time 16 17 year old daughter give me the name of right. a rapper that you feel is probably going to die next year and she gave right. me what was his name something like slum dog slum. the millionaire something it was ski mask something yeah. oh man i just had it up ski and it's mask, gone now slum but dog millionaire i can't remember the something name. i i don't think that obviously was the name, but... i think right he he survived whatever trouble he, he was did. in but he... you know the interesting thing about the strategy of this game is you know every year there is a rapper that has passed away whether it's crime or suicide or a hit. And yeah. we were talking that, gosh, this- Well, I don't know about a hit. When's the last time somebody died from a hit behind, besides Tupac and Biggie? Uh, I don't know about a hit. Uh, uh, Jam Master J from Run DMC. They went into the studio. Recent? 
Regardless. That wasn't recently. Okay. I know, but on. regardless, what's interesting about it is I feel like this all started with, you know, Tupac and Biggie and kind of Nipsey Hustle, I guess, a year ago. And, you know, the list goes on. Jam Master J. It's, that's getting in the rap game. It's kind of dangerous. <laughs> rap is dangerous, yo. For purposes of this game, you might. Well, to- I think it's, it's. What I think is interesting about this is that it's not even so much the rap stuff. I think to me, what I find interesting is just the the range of names that we have on here. Because again, Lil Loaded, and they have another name on their list, Lil Uzi Vert. I can tell you right now that if these two gentlemen walked into my living room right now and offered me a cup of coffee, I wouldn't know them from... Adam. Well, let me give you some insight on Little Uzi Ert because I did want to Vert. find out. Little Uzi Vert. Vert. I find out why Tracy and Kara, how they put these names on. And what you said was true. They asked their kids. But they asked their kids. Right. But I said, well, what made your son think that this was going to be the one? So apparently, Little Uzi Vert. It's not little. Do not say little. You couldn't be more upper crust. (laughs) So apparently the reason why they put him on the list is he has a million dollars worth of diamonds in his teeth. And they think somebody is going to kill that guy to get a million dollars. For his teeth. I guess he got the, the, the grill. A grill? With a million dollars worth of diamonds, which... Okay, I guess if that's how you want to spend your money, but it's his money. Every time you smile, you're kind of like, you know, we don't walk around opening our wallets and saying, look what I have. But every time you smile, that's basically what you're doing. I know that, um, and his name escapes me, there's a boxer who uh, walks around with a million dollars in cash everywhere he goes. Now, granted, he's a boxer, so probably no one's going to take it. And he's right. got a bodyguard, but I mean, seriously. Well, I would imagine that Lil Uzi Vert also has some sort of security detail. I mean, I'm sure he's not rolling up to a QT. Let me ask with... you this question. How would you like to be his security detail and go, really, you're going to wear a million dollars in diamonds in your teeth? Great. And I got to take the well, bullet for you. I mean, I guess if a job is a job. I don't, I don't know. In this, in this day and age, a job is a job. You're gainfully employed. You knew the job when you took it. I don't. I don't know what to say. Uh, all I, I have I, to say about Tracy and Carrie is well played. Well played because at this stage of the game, where we are in the year, they are they shot to the top like a bullet. They are sitting in first place with ninety four points, and the closest that we have to them is Beth, who we talked about last week and being the number one slot. And Beth is there at forty five just under 46 points. Now, looking at who we have on the list, who is out there, I got to be honest, I think Kara and Tracy pretty much have this locked up for the year. Um, Just simply because how we score our game and how points are awarded with age and when people die and who has their wine houses still out there. Um, if you're wondering what we're talking about and you're curious about what we're talking about, I encourage you to go back and listen to the first episode of our podcast, where we go in detail over the rules and how points are awarded and what the wine house name means. Um, but having said all of that, looking at these lists, I, I got to tell you that 
unless there is some sort of uh, catastrophe where there is <laughs> a room full of old celebrities that burns to the ground. An, an Omega variant of the coronavirus <laughs> that is immune I to mean, everything. I, I'm kind of looking at this like, I think they got this one locked up. I will tell you this, a couple things. One, yes, we're getting close to the end of the year, but there's still a few months left. And as we found last year, speaking as the reigning champion, mm-hmm. stranger things have happened. Stranger things can happen. But I'm also telling you, I'm looking at the numbers here and I'm looking at these names and I admittedly am not great at math, but I'm good enough at math to know that uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's your year, Brad. Well, I think this is, I think this is game over. Tom Brady doesn't Start win the Super Bowl every year. I know he wins <laughs> it a lot, but. You know, Chiefs did win a couple of years ago. I know Brady won. There you again. go. So there is always there next year for me. There's always 2022. So I think I'm going to put that, Little Dicky on my list next year. Well, there you go. Whatever you want. That we'll we'll talk about future lists and we'll talk about where we're forecasting as we get closer to the end of the year. But with that, I think we are going to wrap it up. Um, again, thank you to everyone that has listened, that has reached out to us and shared your thoughts and opinions. We love to hear it. If you have uh, questions for us, or if you have anything that you'd like us to address on air, um, even if you have something that you don't want us to address on air, but you want to reach out to us, I encourage you to contact us at celebritydeathpoolpodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page that you're welcome to uh, reach out to us and follow along. It is out there, Celebrity Deathpool. Uh, you will find us because the banner page is a bunch of pictures of graves from when I went to California one time and went to visit a cemetery. Um, But please feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing your feedback. We would love to answer your questions. And as always, Brad, thank you for joining me today. Um, And uh, I'm going to end this by saying most people go to Hollywood and look around at stars homes with their kids, but Bethany (laughs) goes to the cemetery. I went to the cemetery. I knew that it was time to leave when my uh, daughter was actually uh, falling asleep on (laughs) graves. I realized that we had maybe stayed a little too long and it was probably, it was probably like taking her to any cemetery because she probably didn't know any of the names. So she didn't know, she didn't even know where we were. It didn't, it didn't really matter, but she probably thought it was a park. So I don't know that I've really sent her. I'll trust me. I'll probably send her to therapy for a thousand other things. That day was not one of them. Um, but it was when I turned around and I saw her starting to doze off on, uh, somebody's, somebody's headstone. I figured that that was a little bit, uh, disrespectful and it was probably time to head out, but not before I captured pictures of Rodney Dangerfield and Farrah Fawcett and Richard Dawson and many others. So, so yeah. So condolences and your thank you for all the points over the years. I sure did. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah. So on that note, thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks everybody. (laughs) 